Well, welcome everybody back to Under the Fig Tree, our podcast for Grace Chapel Middle School and High School students to go along with our Roots series. Uh, We're going to be talking about week two here in which we're talking about identity and questions of what the gospel is and how we live that out in our lives. This is episode three, and it's an interview episode. So we're going to be interviewing our good friend, Pastor Tim Galley, who oversees here at Grace Chapel our GC at Night, our service that meets on Sunday nights, as well as our life communities. And he also serves um, in a pretty major role in our teaching team and what we teach on Sunday mornings here at the church. So welcome, Tim, to the podcast. Glad to have you here. And uh, let's dive right in with a question. So, Tim, uh, we, we know you. We know you're, you, you, you have your goofy moments, and uh, you like to joke around with us here in the student ministries office. So just curious about when you were in middle school or high school, was there a time that you maybe played a practical joke on somebody, or were you that type of person? Yeah, thanks, Andrew, and, and thanks for having me on here. You know, I was I went home for Christmas break, and one of my old high school friends reminded me uh, one of these, you know, one of these random memories that you know we kind of had um, in tenth grade it was like AP literature class, um, and I totally forgot about this until he mentioned it. Uh, I was I was always like the first kid in the in the literature class, the first first person to walk into the room because uh, the class I took right before was just right next door, and this was also like before the teacher you know would come in. And the first part of the semester, um, the teacher, Mrs. Menson, she could never remember where she put like her calendar and like the lesson plan. Um, it was always, you know, we, we always spent like the first couple of minutes of class, like, you know, watching her look for it. Um, and, and then so, you know, as it kind of came, you know, a few more weeks into the semester, like, like I would find it like right on the desk. And I was like, oh, she, she's got a new plan. Like she's going to leave it like right on her desk. Um, so she'll find it, obviously. And so I started moving it to continue this search, you know, so she thinks to herself, I finally, you know, have a plan and and it's not there. And it would just bring me so much joy for for some strange reason to see her just wandering around the class asking herself, like, now where did I put it this time? Is it by the windowsill? Is it by the bookshelves? And every now and then, like, you know, I would, you know, I would volunteer something like, is it in the back of the room like last time? And I, I would just start laughing so hard, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. So my friends started figuring out that, like, oh wait, Tim's actually the one that's hiding it, like every time. And I don't know why that brought me so much joy. I never got caught either. <laughs> but like this, this lady, like who just is literature class, you know. So it's not like it's, you know, the the greatest thing in the world, you know. Yeah, I just think it's clever that you didn't move it into like really crazy places. You just kind of moved it around the room. So it's somewhat believable that she put it there in these different places. Um, So it's not really mean. It's just like you wanted her to have some more exercise and put a little bit more thought into where her, her notebook was. Um, Well, thanks Tim for that. And that story and um, students out there, if you're going to play any practical jokes on your teachers, make sure they're fun and cool like this one and not mean and disruptive. Anyways, moving on. So, uh, Glad to have you here on Under the Fig Tree. Um, so when we think about this week, talking about gospel and identity, these are, these are kind of buzzwords within our church community. Uh, the word gospel and having our identity in Christ. Uh, but what does that actually mean for us? What, what, how does that affect our everyday lives? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and they're tricky words too. I mean, 
you know, buzzwords and, you know, and words in church, like, you know, we use them so many times and, and in so many different ways that, you know, it's one of, the, it's one of those things like, I, I think I know what it means, but I'm, but I'm not exactly sure, you know, what it means. And also just like the way that you think about words in different times of your life, like, you know, like they change too. So like now, like when I hear like the word, the gospel, you know, it, it, it brings my heart peace, you know, like I, I find that to be like a really good word that, that, you know, that informs me and, and gives me meaning and, and hope. Um, but, you know, and I've shared the story in other places before, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, my middle school, high school years, you know, I, I really did not like uh, going to church. I didn't like this idea of being a Christian. Um, as I, you know, started going through high school, I, you know, I, I pretty much resigned myself to the fact that like, you know, I would just kind of play it cool for these years, but I would probably not be a Christian, you know, post high school. And I had that example of like, you know, older, older cousins and, and older friends in my life, you know, who kind of just did their own thing in college. And you know, as soon as they got out of their house, you know, they, they kind of just made up their own minds. And I just thought that was like a really great, you know, blueprint. And, you know, for me, like, you know, like this word gospel, especially like as I got to like eighth grade and ninth grade, like I just saw them to be really boring, churchy words that, that I just didn't have any connection with. And so like, I feel like I can explain, you know, gospel, you know, to your you know podcast listeners right now, but I just wanted to kind of start there. Like if, if you hear the word gospel and you, th- and that doesn't like do anything for you. Yeah. I think that's normal. I mean, it didn't do anything for me either. And, you know, I had all these negative feelings and, you know, for a long time memories like attached to these words, you know, you know, where I, you know, looking back on it, like I had a, I came from a really, really conservative church, um, you know, a a bit different than, than our our current church here. Um, But like where we we would have like, you know, the angry youth pastor, you know, pounding, you know, the, it wasn't like exactly a pulpit, but like, you know, kind of like this table that that he would speak out of and like, it's the gospel of Jesus. Um, and just making you feel bad for everything. So even if you walked into the room feeling okay about something, like you were supposed to feel bad at, at, at some part. And like my feelings of the gospel were, you know, attached to, you know, attached to this negativity. So like, I, you know, I, w- I would say, I just want to start there. You know, like the gospel is a tricky word. And I would also just want to say like, there was such a gap between, you know, when, when my youth pastor or, you know, or, or a, you know, a sincere-hearted youth leader would talk about like how the gospel is the most important thing in life, and that also was like you know a bit of a a different type of message than than what I was feeling personally, and and also what I was getting from everywhere else outside of Sunday morning. Because you know, at school, you know, my grades were the most important thing because that was going to determine you know any success that I would have in life. Um, out you know, in school, but not in class. You know how you were perceived by, you know, your friends and your peers and, you know, the people that you're interested in, you know, romantically and, and all of that, you know, that was also really important too. So honestly, like if the gospel helped me get good grades and a girlfriend, I probably would have been more interested. Um, but no, it was about like behavior and moral code and reading the Bible and singing songs that I definitely was not interested in on a Sunday morning. So the gospel was just uh, a little bit tricky for me. So as the years would go on, just to cut to the chase, I guess, a little bit. Um, and, and this relates to then identity. Um, maybe I should, you, you asked about the word identity. Um, 
you know, of course, like as a normal 15 year old, I, I didn't really think to myself, like, what is my identity? You know, it's just like one of these things that you just, you just go and do like, like, what am I about? Like, you don't really ask yourself the question. You just, you know, you're just kind of trying to figure that out. Um, I would try different things and different interests and different musical tastes. And, um, you know, you want to be, you know, somebody special, like in your school and in your peer group. And, you know, when I got to middle school, I realized that I I wasn't going to be a star athlete. So, you know, like I wasn't going to be that guy. Um, I wasn't going to be the, I mean, I I did well in school, but I wasn't going to be the valedictorian. So I wasn't going to be that guy. I was funny, but I wasn't, I mean, there's just other kids who just were just funnier, so I wasn't going to be that class clown guy. Um, and you know, you're trying to figure out like who you are and what you're good at and what you could be the best at. And you know, there's like this evolution of of thought, you know, throughout your high school years, where like you don't actually have to be the best at something. You just you figure out later, like well, I just have to be good at being me. Um, and that, and that, you know there's a whole bunch of things attached to that. And there's like also like a freedom that you get from that. Like, Oh my goodness, I don't have to compete with everybody. Like I I can just be me and like, and I happen to be good at these things and, you know, hopefully I can grow in these things. Um, So like identity started, you know, looking a little bit different for me, you know, between ninth grade and then, you know, say 12th grade, which is also around the time that I actually started becoming interested in, in my Christian faith. Like, you know, my junior, senior year of high school uh, where, where I had, I was really sure, like I was saying before, that I was not going to be a Christian because I felt like the world was messed up, um, I was messed up, and, and everything I was hearing about church wasn't really that appealing. Um, but when when I started appreciating that that God wasn't obsessed with my behavior, uh, I, I started to think like, oh, so he's he's trying to do something about this messed up world, and that is the gospel. Uh, bringing redemption to the brokenness, uh, bringing redemption to the brokenness in my life, bringing redemption to the brokenness in the li- lives of others. And I saw a lot of that brokenness. Like my, my friend's parents were going through divorces and, you know, like, you know, you, you go through like, you know, 10, 15 years of like knowing somebody and you never see your friend cry. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, their, their parents and their family is just going through like these really incredible things. And your friend's your friend's staying up at night telling you, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're like, oh, my goodness, the, the brokenness. Is, is there hope for this? Is Can anybody do anything about this? Um, and you start seeing, like, you know, how, how the gospel uh, is not just, like, this Christian churchy word, but it's about bringing redemption in Jesus to to fix the brokenness and, and all these aspects of life. Uh, and identity comes from that. Um, and, and so I would say like that would be the start of when I started becoming a little bit more interested in, in, in those words. And if it just helps, um, you know, anybody listening, um, you're normal uh, if, if you're not really intrigued by the idea of the word gospel yet. Yeah, totally. Your, your story is really helpful, I think, for many of our listeners out there as they try and really bring some, some, uh, some depth and real life kind of experience and wrestling with these words that we kind of hear all the time, but aren't always sure exactly what they mean. Uh, one of the things that you said that just really resonated with me and I think with some of our listeners is this idea of um, discovering yourself and being true to yourself. And just would be curious for, for our listeners out there, what would you say are some questions that they can maybe ask of themselves, maybe in a journal entry or maybe even ask some wise counsel, their friends or parents what would be some good questions that they could ask to kind of help them understand uh, who they are and that 
Um, each person's unique and different and talented. And how can they actually discover that for themselves? Yeah, that's a good question too. You know, for, for those who journal or, you know, for, for those who, you know, journal like on their, you know, on their laptop, you know, type of thing or on their phones, um, I think asking yourself these questions are, are really helpful too. Like, I, th- I think one of the questions would be, when I have time to do something that I don't have to, you know, report about, like, what are the things that I, I like to do that make me feel me? type of a thing that, that, that bring, that bring me some satisfaction and, you know, in, in a soulful way. So, you know, sometimes like, you know, you just want to play video games, um, which I was a normal teenager and I enjoyed playing video games, but, but sometimes, um, I, I just liked writing, um, something that didn't, that wasn't going to get graded. Um, so it could be something creative. It could be, you know, like, like don't tell anybody this, but I used to write a little bit of poetry back, back in the day. Um, it turns out that the girls like poetry. Um, and when you're not really good looking and you're not really great at sports, you know, Hey, <laughs> poetry might help. Uh, I, th- I think it also became a theme in the movie Spider-Man, but, um, so it, it, it's not just me thinking these weird things, but, um, I, I realized that I wasn't bad with words. Um, and, as I would, you know, kind of write and journal and, and, and all that, like I realized like I actually like words and I'm not really sure I'm into poetry anymore, but like I like how words work. I like how words fit. I like the power contained in them. Um, and, and I, you know, now, you know, fast forward, you know, all these years and I find myself, you know, as, as you know, a pastor and, you know, I get to preach sometimes and, you know, I really feel the power of words, but uh, I would tell you that, I started discovering that, you know, in my, in my adolescence, um, along with all sorts of things. So like, like you have your own thing and and other people have their thing. If I can relate it to sports, like, you know, like I really wanted to be Michael Jordan, um, but I wasn't six foot seven and I didn't have that much, you know, athletic talent in, in, in when it came to basketball, but it turned out I was a decent tennis player and, Thankfully, like the really great athletes didn't play tennis. So I got to be really good at tennis. <laughs> you know, I know I'm not supposed to say it like that. Um, but like, that's just kind of the reality of it. Um, so you just, you just kind of find the things that you ask yourself, like, like what brings me joy? And like, what, what do I like being good at? And also just stop wasting your time on the things that you weren't meant to do. I wasn't meant to dunk a basketball. Like I, it just, it just wasn't in my... Uh, in, in my life trajectory in that sense. But but I was meant to do other things and realizing and discovering that felt really good. Yeah, I love that kind of realization that you had about kind of this attraction you had just to words and the power that words can have and the power that words can have even to fix some of the brokenness in our in our, in our world. And, and you get a chance to do some of that on, on Sundays. And I know you also have, have kept a blog from time to time. Um, what would you say to our, once you kind of find that thing, right? You find either it's words or a, um, maybe it's science or, or maybe it's, um, business or something like that. What, what's sort of the next step? If you want to kind of connect those things to what the activity of God, to what God is doing in the world, to the fact that we believe that God's redeeming the world, that we feel like that's the heart of the gospel. How do you connect 
kind of those gifts and talents to what God is doing. Yeah, I felt, you know, in my, you know, 15, 16 year old, you know, mindset that I, I just wanted to figure everything out by myself. And, you know, I felt, you know, a little too good to take advice from people and, and, and all of that. Um, and thankfully, I, I matured from that because um, that's that's like a really bad place to be. So I, I would say you want to find people who are who are on the on the road with you uh, that can help you. And, and even if they're not great at what you're trying to be great at, they probably know a lot about it. Um, and, and that's that's something that you want to start talking to, you know, your parents and, you know, the, the people that are just kind of in your life, um, like your small group leader, your you know, your, your youth pastor and um, coaches, um, teachers, like, like people that you just feel that they may know something about this. And, and you ask them easy questions like, like, hey, I'm, I'm interested in, um, in, in, in filmmaking. Like, w- what do you know about that? Um, are there, uh, you know, YouTube channels, are there podcasts, are there books, are there friends that you have uh, that you think could, uh, could give me some advice? Um, like, like what, where would you start? Um, and just you know, kind of keep going from there because you usually make some really great connections, um, which leads you to another great connection. Uh, but you, you you have to ask people, you know, either ahead of you in the journey, um, or people around you, um, e- even if they're you know your peers, um, and just open up a little bit. Like there's a little bit a little bit of vulnerability because you feel like you're a little bit on the record, um, but but there's a lot of goodness in that too. There's community that's found uh, in that. Um, there's less of that loneliness of like nobody can really relate to to what I'm feeling or what I'm wanting. Uh, but when you kind of you know, just find a little bit of that that grasp of it, um, it's, it's good to open up about it. Yeah, that, I think that's students. That's those, those are some great um, kind of insights for some practical next steps for you as you begin to discover who God has kind of created you to be. To seek out some wise counsel, to seek out some folks around them, maybe ask them either one. Kind of what do you see me being good at? What do you see me having unique um, gifting and talent in? And two, if you've kind of discovered that um, for yourself, uh, maybe asking some folks who are doing that, how the, how how you could kind of get into that field and how you can make um, this world a better place. Not just because we need to make this world a better place because that's a kind of cliche, but because that's really what God wants. That's his, that's his heart is for people to feel um, healed from the brokenness around us and and he entrusts that mission to us as Christians. Well, thank you, Tim, for joining us here on the Under the Fig Tree podcast. It was great chatting with you. And uh, we look forward to next week where we'll be having a Lectio Divina and another interview with Pastor Jim Ennis. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.